to NURFM. It's time to talk travel for our sponsor, Travel on King. And Barry Warwick joining me, Jane Klein, today. There's a whole bunch of interesting facts, um, particularly about flying and travelling as well, coming up in the program today, Barry Warwick. And we're starting off, we know that there's been problems with uh, one of the phones and that airlines have, in fact, uh, banned that phone. Yes, and uh, nearly all airlines now have banned the phone and uh, the US State Department has officially banned it within the United States. And it's the only one phone, it's the Note 7, which is made by Samsung. Uh, but it's interesting that Samsung has moved in Australia to actually set up kiosks uh, at m- the major airports or the high traffic terminals so that you can actually exchange your phone. Oh, so. exchange your phone for one that won't blow that up. That won't, won't blow up, yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll give you another type. Um, and this has only happened in the last couple of days because there's, a, I guess there's a lot of people that wouldn't really realise that um, the Note 7 has been banned on, on flights and it's officially – a lot of the airlines only did that at the weekend as well. So it is something that is, is fairly new and it's nice to know that you have an alternative because – these days with modern technology, once you've got it and then it's suddenly removed, mm. it can be an issue. So so this is a fairly unusual occasion, isn't it? A phone bursting into flames? Well, phone, it is for spontaneous or, or with a, a phone, but there was an incident um, not too long ago where an iPhone was actually, um, a passenger dropped it down the back of a seat, put their seats back, and scrunched the phone and caused the battery to ignite, which, um, you know, and that that wasn't a Samsung, that was that was an iPhone. So you've so just got to be really careful with um, lithium, bat- yeah, mm. lithium batteries. Yeah, lithium batteries. And that's why, you know, you, you, you sign that declaration to say that you haven't packed batteries in your, your luggage. Ah, yes. So, so uh, phones, there's a, a fix on the way. But, there's, uh, there, well, hopefully there's a, there's a fix on the way. Um, interestingly, diverging from the, the phone issue, but um, when one of the, the Boeing 787, when it first came into service, uh, it had some lithium batteries in it as well and uh, all the crew had departed but they batteries caught on fire just after after that so again it could have been uh, a, a huge incident and uh, that fault has now been rectified but uh, you know batteries we, and mm, flames yes <laughs> not good uh, for flying <laughs> not good at all <laughs> Yeah, and look, moving on to, you know, while we're on the subject of flying, um, just recently uh, a woman failed to take, well, we're not sure whether she accidentally packed her insulin in her checked luggage or whether she deliberately did it. She took insulin before, just before she boarded the flight, but 45 minutes into the flight she had an attack, didn't have an insulin pen and she actually died. So... Um, it's just a warning that, you know, really be careful what you do pack and pack, particularly with medications, pack it in your hand luggage so that you know that you have access to it. Um, I had Some years ago I had someone that um, was only taking a short domestic flight and they packed some medication that they needed in their checked luggage. Um, it was only an hour's flight didn't think that there'd be an issue, got to the other end and the bag didn't turn up. And, um, you know, it's just one of those um, those things that 
Because it happens, could have been dangerous. It happens so rarely that your bags don't turn up, but yeah. it can happen, and yeah. you don't want it to be that time that you need it. <laughs> exactly, that's right. Well, baggage these days, so there's only about a one percent chance that um, that your bags don't turn up. So. You know, that's pretty good odds. To NURFM, we're talking travel with Barry Warwick and we do it thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King. Well, we heard about some of the things to be a little bit aware of or beware of in earlier and now we're going on to something which is a little bit happier, let's say. Yeah. Yeah, look, I thought I'd highlight some of the good things the cruise industry is doing. And Cruise Critic uh, has had their experts uh, categorise or give awards to various shipping companies for various um, categories. And um, I thought we'd run through that. You know, with today's modern uh, technology and innovation within the cruising industry, and the cruising industry is going from strength to strength, I thought that it was a, a good time to to run through this list anyway um carnival cruise line for the the newest ship the carnival vista which was launched in may 2016 um was named the this year's best new ship uh with editors stating that uh it may be carnival's best ship ever so that's and i dare say there are new ships coming out all the time as look, the cruising sector really is taking off it is look there there are each year a number of cruise lines add new ships and it, it's just amazing the amount of ships and and the enhancements that they've they've actually made over the time um Disney Cruise Line was named the best dining and the best for families. Well, best for families, that shouldn't come as a surprise for the Disney. Um, True. And some of the things that they highlighted was the standout service in the food, the line's dining venues, and the variety of onboard venues for the family of all ages, from kids' clubs to adults-only venues. So I thought that I'd add that adults-only venue in so that People don't think that it's just a family cruise. Mm. Um, in the river category, Emma Waterways was named this year's best river cruise line. So um, They seem to be doing it right along the rivers. They, they're mm. doing it right along the rivers. And a, a couple of, uh, a little bit later, I'll go on to some other uh, river awards. Um, Viking River Cruises received the best itineraries. Mm-hmm. Um Emerald Waterways received the best value for money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in an inaugural luxury category, Seabourn was named the best luxury cruise line. And that sort of doesn't come as a surprise. They've always been up there. But there's there's a number in that uh, really standout area. Um, in terms of the best food, uh, Oceana got the prize for that, the best restaurant. Princess Cruises got the best for adventure. Celebrity Cruises for the Shore Excursions. MSC Cruises uh, got the best for the nightlife. So, you know, that's uh, MSC we don't see a lot of out here, but um, it is a a large line in, um, I think it's about number four, and it's privately owned. So um, Scenic, which is, you know, a Newcastle-based company that operates um, river cruises, uh, they got an award for the uh, best enrichment type um, So they provide activities, lots you know. of extra bits and pieces. Well, they, they do. That, that's a, an included option. They have the, the enrichment. And when I was on their uh, cruise just recently, um, 
we had a concert in a castle, for example, in Budapest, which, you know, is a nice touch. So uh, that's the type of thing they're talking about there. Um, other, some of the other Regent Seven Seas um, got the uh, the best enrichment programs on the for the ocean liners. Yeah. Um, Windstar Cruises the best value for money. So Windstar are a little bit different in that they're a motorised sailing ship. I I can is the best way to put it, and they're also a little bit smaller. So an intimate ocean going vessel. Um, so they're just a few of the little bits and pieces that um, some of the awards that were handed out for cruising. Yeah, excellent. And uh, something about Thailand. Of course, yeah. events have moved on there with the king dying. Yeah, with the, the king dying, it's, um, look, particularly with the, the um, Malaysian incident of uh, where people uh, offended the cultural, um, uh, uh, the culture of that country, uh, the same thing will apply now in Thailand, and and they've actually asked um, p- visitors to be sympathetic to the Thai culture with the king dying because they've gone into twelve months mourning. Uh, so many Thai people will be wearing uh, black and white clothing as a sign of the mourning. Uh, visitors should refrain from conducting any inappropriate or disrespectful behaviour, uh, and look. The um, the palace and the uh, uh, one of the uh, and some of the attractions have been actually closed while uh, while this year of mourning goes on. Also, things like the New Year's fireworks has been um, cancelled for this year, and particularly in October, uh, there's a lot of festivals and that that have also been cancelled in respect to the death of the king. Mm. Yes, so um, respect again for what's happening in other countries that you visit. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you, Barry Warwick. And we'll be talking travel again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.